Well, greetings and Merry Christmas, everyone. Today, we have uh, a special guest with us. We have a Darby Hughes. You know him as our worship leader. Um, or you might just know him as our, was that a mandolin you were playing last week? Yes, that was. A mandolin. You may know him as our, our resident mandolin player, although we have other mandolin players, don't we? At least one. At least one. So, But yeah, it's a great to have Darby um, in studio with us today. And, and Darby, just uh, really thinking about this time of year. Merry Christmas, everyone, by the way. We can say Merry Christmas on this show. We don't have to say Happy Holidays. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. So I just want to make sure I'm... Not going to offend anybody out there with this silly notion. I'm not offended. Full on Merry Christmas, emphasis on Christ and Christmas. So no apologies there. But Darby, we're we're gathered um, in this time of year a lot of times to celebrate the coming and birth of Christ. We've been singing carols, you know, on Sunday mornings. We transition into that that vein of worship. Uh, we last week we had the the pleasure of hearing. Some special music um, oriented around Christmas, and so I just wanted to kind of hear a little bit from you regarding all that. But I think that before we get into that, it'd probably be good for you to just share a little bit about who you are. I mean, there's people probably listening that know you, and they know you up on stage, but they don't necessarily know you and your family well. And kind of when you arrived here at Faith Community Church and your journey uh, here and all that. So just maybe give us a little bit of testimony about you personally. Yeah. So I. Grew up in Southern California. I attended John MacArthur's church, Grace Community Church, for most of my life and decided I wanted to pursue music ministry around my uh, mid-20s and moved out to Texas, Fort Worth, Texas, and attended school there, did a degree in music, and then uh, after that was looking for uh, some churches considering where I would be going, and out of the blue I got a phone call from Shane Kohler when I was I was working at a, a delivery job at the time, and I got a phone call from Shane, and he said, Darby, you ever thought of moving to Georgia? And I said, not in my life. <laughs> so he, uh, we, got, we got talking about it, came out for a visit. We, we pretty much fell in love with the area and with the church immediately when we came out here and, and just thought it was such a good fit for us as a family and, and, and personally and ministerially. So we just decided this was where uh, we wanted to serve the Lord. So uh, my wife's name is Karen, and we have Three children now. We have a, a nine-year-old. Am I right? I'm going to get in trouble. A, a seven-year-old and a two-year-old, and they're all doing well and very excited for Christmas as well. So don't worry. I'm not going to ask you any questions about anniversary dates or anything. Oh, they're, good. You're, you're off the hook. Yeah. Yeah. So so we we uh, began. We moved here in 2010. So this is our eighth year here. And wow. Yeah. That's gone by so I fast. Know, I know it is. So, but we're still loving it and, and believe it's the best place that we could be. Now, I don't, I don't think you said this, but how, how did you, how did, how did you and Shane know each other? Through a a mutual pastor. He was out at Master Seminary and his, uh, his, his fellowship group pastor was Carrie Hardy, who's now one of the Expositor Seminary pastors. And he was also my pastor about 10 years later. So he, we just had a mutual mutual pastor, and Shane had contacted him for any references who were interested in music ministry, and my name came up. You know, it's interesting to think about, um, you know, first of all, the fact that eight years has gone by that quickly. Um, I, I would have, just in my mind, I was just thinking somewhere maybe around five or so, but eight years, I mean, you're, you're heading toward a decade pretty yeah, fast. It's pretty amazing. We've been mobile for five years. That's, that's <laughs> right. I should have known better, but... Um, but just thinking about 
you know, that, that time span and even just reflecting just for a moment, thinking about, um, our church and congregational worship and all the various styles that, we get to enjoy. Uh, the, in fact, the other day we were just talking about that. I think Shane and I, and maybe it's Shane and I and some others were talking about it, how you we really can't define sort of the style of our worship. It's, it's you, most, most churches, you know, tend to fall into these, you know, sort of common categories of contemporary and traditional, but we're sort of just oriented around different priorities and then the musical styles and the various things that we kind of enjoy as a congregation can vary widely within that framework. Why don't you talk a little bit about that in terms of how you see that? Yeah, and that's that's very much by design. That's something that I've I've always wanted to pursue is diversity in music in the church. I think it represents uh, the diversity that's supposed to exist in the body, whether that's diversity of um, of ages, of being aware of the history of the church and the, and the present of the church. Um, or whether it's just not getting so boxed in our little cultural bubble that we lose perspective of everything outside of it. And and even even personally, I've always thought it best to appreciate a broad uh, range of genres, and so to bring those in. And then the other side of that is that our priority is not on style at all, but it's always on the truth and the, the theology of worship that, that we would hold to and certain styles of music music definitely um, enhance and, and go with certain aspects of the truth that we believe and that we worship according to so I try to use those styles accordingly and uh, Christmas is one of those great times when I think a little more weighty uh, historic music a more traditional feel fits a lot bo- a lot more with the music that we sing this season you know when I think about all the you know, you have to do, and all those that are involved and in, directly involved in worship leadership in some way, whether it's the musicians or um, even at this season of the year, those that are um, particip- participating in the Christmas choir, those that are sort of helping the children and their preparation, all the things that are going on there. I mean, there's a lot of just plain old hard work that goes into that, a lot of time and a lot of commitment, a lot of technical detail and and preparation and troubleshooting and all that kind of thing. Um, and you think about that in light of this season of the year, which, by the way, I don't know if you're paying attention, but like Christmas Day is like upon us. It's yeah, like just a few too. days away. Um, and, you know, so this season that's sort of characterized by a season of hope and anticipation, um, what are your thoughts on that in light of all that you have to do in worship leadership and leading us into this season of the year where we sing these these great songs, these great traditional songs that uh, that we get to enjoy. Well, it does mean that I have to start anticipating it a lot sooner than everybody else does. <laughs> right. But it's a uh, it, it's a it's a great time to kind of pool our efforts and and make a little bit bigger of a deal out of what we do than we usually do. I think after our last week's uh, kind of worship service concert combo thing we did, I counted up and we had about, between our, our choir and our instruments and our, in, our musicians and sound people and set up and tear down, I think we had about 50 people. Wow. And that's not including, you know, the almost 50 kid choir that's, mm-hmm. that's going to be singing this Sunday, but it is, a, it is a huge undertaking and it is the kind of thing that, that those who serve 
always have to have a different mentality. You know, we it's not just the kind of thing you can sit back and enjoy that leading worship is is work and leading worship is uh just takes a lot of commitment on the part of those who serve so that those who are served and who are blessed can can really appreciate it and be encouraged by it. I was thinking about as as we were even kind of trying to think through some some things to talk about on this podcast and and really centering on a, a, a the Christmas season um I started thinking about just little things that come to mind that um sort of affect me as I go through the Christmas season and and experience it year to year one of the things that came to mind actually is um you know there's all this like I said this anticipation that builds up there's there's the the lights that go up on houses and shopping venues and and that kind of thing there's this the unique music of the season uh, the weather gets colder all these different things that sort of are the signals that sort of set off in many people's minds this anticipation of of Christmas and then there's what I, what I, what often happens to me is after Christmas you know there's still this run of Christmas commercials on TV so you'll have like there's the the you know presents are open you've had this meal family may even have left town by now i mean it's like it's over mm-hmm. and there's this sort of this little bit of a letdown mm-hmm. and yet all all of a sudden there's these commercials on TV still talking about christmas this christmas sales and christmas music and all this sort of stuff and i i have to admit i kind of like feel a little sting of like you know frustration <laughs> you know disappointment like you know why can't I continue to be in Christmas right now because, you know, of this song I'm hearing about this two-for-one sale or whatever, <laughs> you know? Like the, the 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 commercial itself and all the accoutrements of it make me long again for the anticipation that I had leading up to Christmas, but now it's over. But yeah. you think about that in light of of Christmas, actual actually the 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 birth of Christ and the events around it, and of course— a lot of the music that we sing um, is really celebrating the event itself, mm-hmm. the coming of the Messiah, the coming of the King, and all these songs of celebration and worship. But what I was thinking of about this whole idea or or principle of anticipation is that after Christ was actually born, there's like 30 years. I mean, there's like, I mean, we don't have any record of you know a daily angelic host celebrating for 30 years yeah the coming there's like this life carries on even in the context of the actual story of the messiah um and how that just reminds me of this constant presence of hope and anticipation that we live in until all things are consummated all things are made right that that salvation is complete so I wonder what your thoughts are on that in terms of worship, in terms of um, you know moving our hearts in a direction to where we don't over sentimentalize, you know, the celebration of Christmas. I don't know. Just wonder if you have any thoughts on that. Yeah, well, I think my kids experienced that same letdown when we we put it happened yeah. last year. We put the tree away, and, and they look around the house and like, oh man. Yeah, <laughs> but I think it it really starts with a focus even before Christ's coming, because the anticipation was so, um, so much a part of it 
through the Old Testament, and and we try to highlight that from week to week by reading the Advent passages that the prophecies, you know, 400 years ahead of time that that lead that anticipation uh, up to the moment of Christ's coming. And it could, you know, it could be a measure of how much our anticipation is spiritual versus how much our anticipation is just worldly, that right. when it goes away, you know, we can we can check our hearts and mm-hmm. make sure where, you know, where is our, where is our hope? Mm-hmm. Is our hope in this, this fun time, this, this event, our family, our, you know, just whatever those things versus a, you know, a sure and steady hope that's set on Christ and it can, it can cause us to, to check ourselves. Yeah, it's a good reminder. Well, in thinking of anticipation, I'm sure that you have a little bit, at least a little bit of anticipation and hope that one day, one day, one day, you will not have to oversee the setup and teardown of a complete worship thing. Yeah, that'll be kind of eschatological in and of itself. <laughs> it's like the second coming. Yep. So tell me a little bit about that. Tell me a little bit about your thoughts on on worship in a new facility, worship in this this building that we're undertaking to construct. Yeah, I think one of the exciting things is is the kind of the rarity, the unusualness of getting an opportunity to design a sanctuary around the way that our church worships. And uh, a lot of churches have moved away from uh, a style of building, a style of sanctuary that's intended to highlight and to accommodate congregational singing, and they've moved in the direction of a sanctuary that accommodates, uh, you know, live music and, and a band, which you know, every, any, everyone who knows uh, faith and attends faith knows that we use a band a good amount of time, but we still have an, a neat opportunity to build a sanctuary in a way with the acoustics, the materials, the layout, uh, the sound system, all those things that really keeps the congregation in a central place as we believe that, you know, as Ephesians and Colossians say that we, as we worship, we sing to one another in songs and hymns and spiritual songs and that congregational aspect of worship is is the first priority in the church. Mm. Well, I do know that uh, the amount of time and, and effort that does go into planning for worship, both in terms of the musical preparation, but also what we're having to do now in our temporary space, the actual physical setup, and, and even uh, some of the some of the troubleshooting and problems that you have to solve, we've experienced that uh, collectively as well. Yep. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's, apologies for all that. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's just, it just kind of goes with the territory, I think, a little bit. I mean, you know, you're, yes. you're not talking about stuff that gets set up and gets, and ha- and gets to stay in one place. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just wonder how much trouble is caused by moving stuff all the time, you know, this equipment and all yep. that. But, but I, I do think that it's, it's really neat to, and I think it's hopefully helpful and encouraging for our congregation, for anyone who might be listening, to to hear what you're saying. That that again, as we we continue to repeat, and hopefully the repeating of this is not um, you know causing it to lose its its meaning or its its potency. But when we talk about building faith, we are talking about much more than just constructing a building. And so even even to hear you talk about you know, the way that you think about this um, in, in the particular area of worship and worship leadership, and uh, that the design elements um, of the sanctuary, of this place of corporate worship, uh, that there's, there's careful thought that 
is gone into that and continues to go into that process so that we carry forward what is sort of our our understanding of what we're called to uh, in Scripture as it relates to uh, the gathering of God's people to worship and to praise, and as you said, to worship with songs and hymns and spiritual songs. And so speaking of that, we have coming up in just a couple of days our Christmas Eve service um, on the 24th, of mm-hmm. course. Is there any sneak peek information you might want to give out on this particular broadcast? Well, it's going to be at 5 o'clock over at Cherokee Christian. Um, we're going to be doing something a little different this year. We're going to be going through a kind of a uh, a Reformed uh, English tradition called Lessons and Carols, which is kind of a sequence of scripture readings and and carols of response. It'll be a little bit different than what we've done, a little more uh, congregationally oriented, but should still be really reflective and, and a really good time to have fellowship with the body. Yeah, I just want to encourage any of you who are in town uh, to, to try to attend that. It is a really a special time uh, for us to gather together and to enjoy just a very unique time of worship together as a congregation. And and in and, and the vein of thinking about uh, the celebration of Christmas and themes of hope and anticipation, you know, the the property, uh, there is work going on on the property. It might be a little bit hard to see. There's uh, Maybe you've driven by. I know, Darby, I remember you and I, uh, soon after we heard we got the clearing permit and knew that there was going to be a little bit of work starting on the property, you and I just drove over there. Yeah, and we thought uh, it all happened in one day. Yeah, we were looking for a building. Actually. Yeah, where is it? We were like, where's the building? But no, we actually drove by the property, and we saw the silt fences that were kind mm-hmm. of being put up around the property. We saw the what's called the construction entrance, where they'd put down gravel on the outer edge of the property, Woodstock Parkway. And so just to even see that 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 progress uh, beginning was really exciting for us. But um, just in case you don't know this, the, there is clearing happening on the property. Uh, weather does tend to slow that down. We've had quite a bit of uh, rain periodically here over the last couple of weeks, but just so you know, there's a lot of clearing that's going on. It's really from the center of the property. It'll be working its way out. Uh, I can also tell you that we're going to be capturing some aerial drone footage um, to give you maybe a, a, a what they might call a bird's eye view of, of the work that's being done so you can anticipate that coming out soon. And we'll continue to, to update everyone as, as progress moves forward with this initiative, but also continue to um, encourage all of us to be praying, to be mindful of what we're really endeavoring to do in this project and and really endeavoring to be as God's people at Faith Community Church uh, and the ministries that we uh, are privileged to be a part of. So Darby, thank you for being a part of this. Thank you for all that you do and the sacrifices that you make to serve us and worship and and your family. And uh, it's just a a great uh, honor to have you with us today. You're welcome. Good to be with you. All right. God bless you guys. And we will connect with you again soon.